Welcome to Dyslexia Solutions. This is a program for parents of dyslexic children, adults who are dyslexic, or for teachers of dyslexic children. And the purpose of this program is to empower you and let you, let you know you're not alone, to inform you of current education policies, and we're also looking for sponsors, dyslexic adults who want to give back because we are a nonprofit organization and we appreciate sponsorships to keep our program on the show. I'm Dr. Marianne Cintron, founder of Step-by-Step -Step Dyslexia Solutions. I equip heroic teachers and parents with an effective literacy program to remediate dyslexia. My passion is to close the achievement gap, stop the school to prison pipeline, and prepare kids for success, not only in school, but for today. And I've, I'm also a curriculum writer, I'm an app developer, and I'm an author of A Message of Hope, How Music Inspires Reading for Dyslexic Children. So today I have a very special guest. Her name is, well, let me tell you a little bit about her. She's been an educator for 14 years in the public schools. She left the public schools to become a homeschool mom. She has, she's dyslexic and she has a dyslexic daughter. And she has a tremendous story. She's from um, Iowa, and I, I met her when she attended one of my free webinars, which I have two every month. So please join us at our website, dyslexia-solutions.com. But Mindy Van Zuden is the special guest today, and I want her to tell us a little bit about herself as I introduce her to you. Good morning, Dr. Marianne. Thank you for having me. I am so honored to be here. I have quite a journey, I feel like, but it's unfortunately very similar to many stories that I hear. I went all the way through school struggling to read and spell, but never given any special attention or any special instruction, only to think I was stupid or struggled to learn different than my peers and didn't discover anything about dyslexia until I was 38 years old, sitting in a teacher training and hearing those words just made my jaw drop all the way to the floor as I realized for the first time that I was dyslexic. And it's just been a journey ever since then, figuring out how to manage and, and vehicles to drive to get to where I need to go. Well, I applaud you for continuing your education as well. And I, like you, didn't learn about dyslexia until a professor when I was getting my second master's, recommended I learn about the International Dyslexia Association. So that is quite interesting that we don't learn it in the teaching programs. We don't even learn it in our schools. So do you remember how your self-esteem took a hit as a dyslexic child in school? Absolutely. The thing that stands out the most is my third grade classroom. I loved my teacher dearly, and I remember her giving me my very first compliment when it came to reading. I have a large voice, and my voice carries very nicely. And so when we met for parent-teacher conferences, my teacher said that I read very loudly in class. And I took that as a very big compliment, but I remember that she also had a poster on the wall for spelling rules or for spelling tests. And every week, if you got a hundred percent, you got to walk up and put a sticker on your spelling list. And I got all the way to the end of the year and I saw rows and rows full of stickers and my row only had three stickers on it for Whoa. the whole year. 
And I studied so hard for each test and I just never felt like I could be successful as a speller. And it just has carried with me this burden for so many years afterward, just knowing that I wasn't a good speller. When I went into education later in life, I chose to become a PE teacher so that I wouldn't ever have to read or spell. I just didn't think I was capable of it. It, that's so interesting. And also mentioning your interest in PE. I know when I've worked with other students with dyslexia, they excel in sports. They were usually the heroes of, of you know, the baseball team or uh, football and soccer because they did excel in sports. Um, one thing that you shared with me that was very different from anybody I've ever interviewed was that your mom was dyslexic as well. And she used to teach you words that really weren't words. Can you share a little bit about that with the audience? Absolutely. Growing up, I didn't know that I was any different because my mom and my sister both struggled to read and spell. And my mom would read to us vivaciously as children. But what was interesting was when she would stumble on words or when she would have to make up the word because she didn't know what was really supposed to be there. In fact, uh, the word tump became an everyday word in my language. It was the action of physically dumping something out. And it wasn't until college when I was telling a story to some friends and they said, tump's not a word. I said, but my mom says it is. And I had to call her and tell her to look it up in the dictionary. And we both were alarmed and surprised that those words were in our everyday vocabulary and they weren't even real words. Interesting. What about in the word taught? Yeah. So we thought that when you pulled something taught, that it was taunt. And I didn't know that taunt was a word for teasing until, gosh, about two years ago. I, I'm just learning so many things as a, a lifelong learner that I'm able to now equip my children with different experiences than I had as a child. And I hope that that will give them the opportunity to be far more successful than I've been. And, you know, adults are very shy to come forward about their dyslexia. Even now they're shy, but they recognize it in their kids. So that's how I'm hearing about the adults having it. Um, because the moms are saying, my husband has it. You know, he's, uh, he's shy about his own dyslexia, but he sees that in our child. So how do, what do you do to advocate for your child? Tell us a little bit about your daughter. Absolutely. I've got a nine-year-old daughter, Bristol, who is just smart as a tack. She's got everything figured out and you can barely teach her anything. We first brought her home to homeschooler because we thought she was gifted and she was learning at an accelerated rate. But our state testing for that year had mentioned that she was very, very low in word attack. And when I'd asked her school teacher what word attack meant, I was told it was nonsense words and it didn't matter because Bristol was such a strong reader, she would never need nonsense words. Only then did I discover dyslexia and some of the intricacies of learning to read more challenging words like multisyllabic words. And when Bristol would attack a word that had multiple syllables that she wasn't familiar with, she had no idea how to attack it. She could not sound it out. She didn't have the skills necessary to know that each phoneme had a sound. 
And so we very quickly realized that she needed a different type of instruction. And so to advocate for her, I became a learner of language. And that was something I had resisted my whole life, um, something that I was afraid of and felt like I would never be good enough. And there are still some haunting feelings of being a homeschool mother. Am I going to be good enough? But I want to make sure that I educate myself, that I advocate for my daughter by learning about dyslexia, learning what the ins and outs of dyslexia are, and how to share our journey with other people. Because there's no way we can change the world unless we change the people within our circle of influence, right? We have a small circle of influence. And so my goal is to share dyslexia with every single person I meet so that they can go away and take that knowledge somewhere to their circle of influence. That's wonderful. So I know that getting the assessment can be pricey and getting the tutoring can be pricey. Do you get support from a school district for your for the tutoring for your daughter or how do you handle that financially? Sure, that's a great question. I've been really blessed in the state of Iowa. We, we have a homeschool assistance program and they offer some Orton Gillingham based curriculum Wonderful. in their library so that you can rent those um, curriculum and take them home and work with your child. Yay, Iowa. Uh, yeah, yay, Iowa, but that that's not enough. Um, a yes. curriculum is is just the words on the paper. And if you're like me and you don't understand the beyond the curriculum, it can make answering questions really hard. So I found it very important to create a network of people around you. The Decoding Dyslexia Iowa branch is wonderful. Yes. Getting involved with the support system and finding other people that are along in your journey that you can ask questions to. Um, I really, really encourage finding a mentor, someone that you can just, hey, I don't understand this. Why does happy have two Ps? Right. You know, so just someone to ask questions to and find answers because you can't always Google search everything. That's right. And one of the things I offer so the audience can know are two free webinars a month. And I actually am offering my training videos with my curriculum for a really low price. They can find that on my website to help them. And then they could, you know, pull together their own tools or get their curriculum from me. But I give strategies, which I, you were, when you were at my webinar, you were comparing what you learned to what I was showing and they meshed. So I am also incorporating the Orton Gillingham strategies into my trainings and I use music. So my, what is your experience with music? Do you enjoy listening to music when you study? I do. In fact, um, I we didn't talk about this previously, but I had played the cello as a child, but I never learned to read music. I was sight reading the dots on the page and was getting very advanced in cello because I had a good ear and I was hearing the sounds. Wonderful. But when it got to the point where I had to move down the neck of the cello so many steps, I couldn't count the lines fast enough. And my cello teacher found out and kicked me out of the program the day it happened. But now both of my younger children, who we both believe are dyslexic, are picking up music incredibly. They play the piano and my daughter also plays the viola. Very interesting. Yeah, music, the stringed instruments just resonate with our bodies because there's so much water in our bodies and our brain. And I heard this really interesting story about um, 
the stringed instruments resonating with the music. I mean, with um, water, and because that's so much of our system, it makes sense to use classical music. What would you want to tell parents today about how to help their child with dyslexia? I think the most important thing to begin as a parent is learning about dyslexia. I know that I have a unique perspective because I myself am dyslexic and I'm so hungry to learn about it because it affects me, but I also want to know how it affects my children and different nuances within each individual can be so unique. And so learning how a child develops with dyslexia and some of the emotional implications that come with that, learning how to address their emotional needs as well as their academic needs is so critical. I say educate yourself, advocate for your child, love and support your child because they are still your child and they are a gift from God and they are highly intelligent in their own special way. And so just being careful not to be stuck on a label and yet let that label be your springboard to um, create new and adventurous options for your child and their future. And they call some of the dyslexic children twice gifted. Mm-hmm. Those with ADHD have, you know, they're very creative. We just need to give them a program where they're changing it up pretty regularly and multi-sensory so that they're engaged and they're enjoying what they're learning. What would you say to teachers about whether they're homeschool moms or, well, what about teachers in the classroom that are unfamiliar, how to recognize dyslexia, they don't know what it is, and they don't know how to help these special kids? Yeah. First of all, teachers, it's not your fault. I went through the education system and I learned nothing about dyslexia. Even reading specialists that I've sat shoulder to shoulder with have no clue about the ins and outs of dyslexia. Colleges aren't teaching that yet. So don't be too proud to be willing to learn something new. I love that. Students will benefit from your willingness to get on their level. And that sometimes means going the extra mile to learn about something that you're not familiar with. And so be willing to listen, be open to change, be willing to accept the responsibility of teaching these children to read in the way that they learn versus the way that you're used to teaching. And I know that it can be a big undertaking, but I think that we're missing as a nation so many kiddos that if we all band together as teachers that are willing to seek change, change will only occur slowly, but definitely. That's really great. Were you concerned about going to college, wondering if you were going to be able to cut it? Absolutely. (laughs) So um, my undergrad college experience was you know, finding my own way, trying to determine whether or not I was going to be the athlete, the college athlete or the college student or or both. And I had a professor once tell me that I likely had a learning disability. Instead of letting that um, derail me from my goals, I used that as inspiration to prove that I could do something. And so when I finished my undergrad, I went back for my master's. And when I finished my master's, I'm going back to become a dyslexia specialist. I am not going to let anyone tell me that I can't learn because learning is something that no one can take away from me. And it's something that empowers me to bring information to others. And so 
as long as there is breath in my lungs, there is learning to be had for me. So you know you're dyslexic. Were you ever formally diagnosed or you just know it? I was never formally diagnosed, but... Did you get accommodations in college because you don't have that formal diagnosis? Right. No, no. I was on my own. I spent twice as many hours as most students studying for things. Um, I'm in college again now, and I know that the number of hours I'm spending is astronomical. I am reading things three and four times and my speed of reading is slow. So I try to get audio versions of anything that I can, but not everything is provided in audio version. I have definitely used, learned to use speech to text um, for typing my papers. I will speak them orally and let my computer type them for me. And that has saved me lots and lots of time, but I've just had to be equip myself with all of these, um, I guess, um, coping mechanisms, if you will, to figure out how to get through everything like everyone else does. Okay. And saying that, I want to let the audience know that I'm someone who can assess you online. And if you're going to college, you can get accommodations if you're diagnosed with dyslexia. And it's it's not a a diagnosis like a physician, but it's definitely saying these are the characteristics of dyslexia. And there's three specific things we look for that meet the eligibility requirements for dyslexia in the United States. So I want to end with one more question. What would you attribute your success to? Absolutely. I... I am just so grateful that I lived in the home that I lived in. I had a strong faith that was taught in my home and parents that just believed in me and believed in my ability to succeed. My parents taught me to be tenacious and to never give up. My dad had me out on the basketball court. I can't tell you how early every morning shooting hoops and and practicing drills. And he would just always stand right beside me and encourage me and give me um, the understanding that if I worked hard, I could succeed. And while there may have been obstacles, I had to find ways around those obstacles. I couldn't just quit. Quitting was not an option in my family. It's not an option in my, my current family either. So when my children experience hardships or difficulties with things, we have to find new ways to tackle them. We can't just give up and quit and walk away because the problem's not going to ever go away. I will be dyslexic the rest of my life. So if I throw in the towel now, forget about it. I'm done. But if I find new ways to approach things, I can become tenacious. That's so good. Now, you had one sister and more siblings or just one sister? Just one sister. And my sister was a little bit more severe than I was. So we, um, as a family, spent more time and investment in supporting my sister and her learning. So I think that was another thing that aided in my um, resilience because I didn't have time to be the needy sister. I needed to be the successful sister. And so I had to forge my own way and figure it out on my own. Well, that's such a great story. Thank you, Mindy, for sharing all that with us. And that concludes our interview with Mindy Van Zuden. And I, she has a really nice mnemonic for her um, her name. Share, share with the audience how you re- have people remember your name. 
Absolutely. When I got married and I was a teacher, all the students needed to know how to say my name. So we drive the van to the zoo to see the animals in the den, Van Zoo Den. Isn't that adorable? <laughs> and I would tell people, I'm Marianne, like from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> so um, anyway, thank you for tuning in today. And if what we have shared inspired you, please consider sponsoring us with a donation, like our website and share this information with others. We are a nonprofit organization, so your any donation amount would help and we'll continue to get these podcasts and YouTubes out. Also, I wanna let you know that as a nonprofit, we write grants so that we can raise tuition scholarships for tutors and parents to be trained and also those grants to provide the tuition for the students to receive intervention. So reach out to us if you are interested in any of those and we can add you to our list. And we wanna thank you for tuning in to us. You can locate us on our website at dyslexia-solutions.com. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks, Mindy.